What's up, world? This is Cloud Conversations with Loriana Mercado. I'm Harvey Banks. The podcast where two longtime friends talk about anything and everything from our daily life to pop culture to shit that'll make you say, what the fuck? Well, let's just jump right into this, Harvey. How's it going, my man? Man, it's not bad. It's not bad. We had a beautiful day today. Uh, What's man, the weather it, like out there? I was about to say, it does not feel like it's like fall or winter. So it's like mid-70s. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm not a winter guy. And so I kind of pretending that it's the start of summer. Like It's funny you this, said that. I, <laughs> I was walking spring. out of the mall today and I literally said, I was like, this shit feels like like first day of spring about to go into the summer season. Yeah. Right. We had, the, we had the same over here in Indiana. Like felt like it was 70 sunshine and just a gorgeous November day. Oh yeah. T-shirt weather. And then five o'clock hits. It's like, where am I? And it's getting yes. all fucking cold. Yes, sir. <laughs> Well, well, today's election day. Did you uh, do anything for that? I did. I casted my very first ever presidential vote today. Um, nice. Okay. I debated if I was going to do it up until today. Literally, as like today, I was like, okay, am I going to do this or am I not? Ultimately, yeah. the only reason I decided to was um, I speak with my... I've got a, well, I got one that's about to be 16 and a, one that's about to be 15 year old. I talk to them regularly and this, like, voting is something that's important to them. They can't do it yet. Right. But, like, they talk about this stuff a lot. And then, like, I got to thinking about, like, the amount of people that look like me that used to just die for the right to do this. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I, I feel like it was, I felt a responsibility to do it, even if it's not something I believe in. You do it kind of like when you go see your grandma and you haven't seen a grandma or something like that or family for a while and they want to take the picture. You don't want to take the fucking picture, but you take the picture because that's your grandma and that's what's important to her. Right. Yeah. It kind of was like the same thing for me. It's like, OK, I got to get out of my own head and maybe it's my responsibility to, to exercise this right that people fall for. Right. And so I did. And and it was, I don't mean, how, honest, how do you it, feel? How do you feel it afterwards? Felt, it, it felt really good. It really did. So there's two occasions. This is the second occasion in my life of something that happened that I thought wasn't going to be that big of a deal because it never mattered to me until it did. The first one was seeing the fucking eclipse. So remember oh, when yeah. they, uh, dude, so I didn't give a shit about that, right? Yeah. Everyone's like, the eclipse is today. You can't look up with your eyes. You can do this. I just didn't give a shit. So I'm, it's a regular work day for me. So I walk outside and like I'm outside. I'm on a little break. It's midday. And like when it's happening, I'm like, oh, sure, I'll check it out. And I don't know. I can't explain it, but like something heavy was on me. You know what I mean? Like I, I felt like crying. Like it felt really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it would, I can't explain it. And I always tell people like, no, that shit was an experience for me. This wasn't as strong of an experience, but it was kind of the same. It was like, yeah, I'm glad I did that. Right. Yeah. Like, really glad I did that. And just in all candor, the, des- the deciding factor was going to be how long I was going to have to wait in line. <laughs> right. How long was it? Was it in and out? Five Zero minutes? people at my, at my polling location. I walked in, there's 10 workers, 10 polling stations, and they all say, hey, (laughs) and I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) I'm kind of like, y'all still voting, right? Like, like, I'm like, come on up. Super easy process. Take my ID. Check me in. I vote. I'm in and out in four minutes, maybe. Yeah. Oh, Some people in Indy waited hours. I wouldn't have been that guy. Had I pulled up and it had been like a 35, 45 hour long wait, nah, I'm out. So I think it uh, maybe the stars just aligned for me to get that vote in today. But it, it did feel good. I will say that. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of one of those human rights. As a human being, you got to try something once and be like, all right, this is it. Yeah. It, like I said, it was a selfish thing that I was thinking like, I don't believe, we talked about, I don't believe in that process. Yeah. But like to me today, it just kind of felt like this, maybe this is bigger than you, idiot. You know, like maybe I owe it to some people in my past to just do this. Yeah. Yeah. I saw your post on Instagram that said you're doing it for your kids and the kids future. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Because my daughter, Kaziah, like it's she's 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 into this stuff. 
like she teaches me a lot of things about who these people are yeah who joe biden is who kamala harris is and like their policies and like they're pretty good people except for this you know what i mean yeah. and so like it being that important to her and she can't legally do it yet because she's not old enough it's like i mean well i got one you know what i mean like yeah i might as well use it so yeah that's what we did well hell yeah yeah well mark that off the bucket list it's it's off we'll see what happens now what <laughs> it's about off. You? Uh, you know what about you though what'd you get into today uh well today on the side one of my side hustles i flip books so uh, i picked up some books from a lady about i don't know seven eight boxes worth hey i'm gonna three, cut you off because i got a question yeah go ahead you don't have to tell the numbers but your numbers have been pretty good on the books yeah in comparison to what you do at your job it's close if not more right hmm it's it's more honestly right now it's close so with the books i can i get paid every two weeks but yeah. i can take out money daily if i wanted to and at the restaurant and i just work the weekends and honestly it's a you know a nicer restaurant so i'll walk out there working three days from i'll make three to like five hundred dollars mm-hmm. and so the only way i can like categorize the books if it's worth it if i'm making equal or something like that my goal is to make that full time. So, but the, with the money wise, right now my goal is to make a hundred dollars a day on the books, and it's hit and miss on those on certain days. But yes, it's it's actually getting right now. It's getting pretty comparable to it. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't bringing it up like a you should stop or anything like that. The only reason was you called it a side hustle. Yeah. And at some point we're gonna have to switch that mental. You know what I mean? To like. If you, maybe I thought maybe you just hadn't looked at the numbers and been like, wait a minute, oh shit! If I make more than that weekend shit, that's my side hustle. <laughs> yeah, my goal for it is to make a hundred dollars a day, so I can make mm-hmm. three grand a month, and then that's when I'll stop calling it my side hustle. Okay, yeah. So it's just setting that that I have a number in mind, and if I don't hit it, then I'm just like, okay. I got a question that's related but not related. What was the first thing that you done on the side that made money? Do you remember? Oh, like right now you have an official side hustle when we both as being entrepreneurs, we know what that is. We've been in this world for a bit. But like, what was the first time that you was like, I can make money outside of my job? You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Well, I do have an old school story about one, but it was more Mm. like me and my sister kind of messing around with some shit and but i'll dive into that here in a second but before that it was more like just seeing i can flip stuff on ebay but i never saw Mm -hmm. it as a side hustle because i was only listing five to ten things and it was just like okay great i got another 40 or 80 bucks every like two weeks so it wasn't nothing there (laughs) but i remember me and my sister it was uh new york city we were probably like fuck i don't know maybe five six years old and we'd get bored and try to fill in our time so we'd actually play shop and we'd set up shop and i would have like a make-believe store or i'd find some items around the house type things and she would do the same and we'd have to like hey if we liked it we had a bunch of like pennies that we had a roll of pennies and then we'd have to purchase stuff from each other if we liked the product no, and for some reason she always bought more than I was buying because she likes my products that I found throughout the house more. And I don't remember what we had, but I remember just thinking like, "This is nice. Yeah. <laughs> give me your, <laughs> give me your pennies." <laughs> yeah. Where'd you start off at? Um, the first thing I got like paid money for, uh, I would have been in sixth grade. And so my friend, Corey, his mom, she had, it wasn't Sam's Club and it wasn't Costco. It's like a different little club membership thing. But basically you could buy candy in bulk, right? And like, yeah, we just bought the candy in bulk and then sold it for a little bit cheaper than the vending machine at school. I was probably in sixth grade. Then in eighth grade, I stole a roll of athletic tickets to the football games. Oh, yeah. 
and I was selling those. I got in tr- pretty big trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also like I kind of always done this shit. Um, my freshman year, I would buy Hanes T-shirts from Walmart and get the like iron-on print stuff. Oh yeah. And I was making little T-shirts and stuff then, and just doing iron-on for people. Nice. Around. Like, I didn't make a ton of money or on any of that shit, but I've always been a like. I bet I could make a dollar off of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that shit was just in me for, from a long time ago. And I say a lot of people don't quite know, uh, you know, kind of who we are really. And they didn't know that you used to be a rapper as well, right? Yes. Yeah. So you had like your go at some music. And I remember one year you even messaged me saying you got sponsored or something through Monster Energy Drink or something like that. I did. It was for this mixtape that I did. And at the time, it was interesting too, because it was it was this is it was MySpace days, and I don't know if people remember that. Yeah. But like being able to put like big brand logos places just got you more eyeballs. Oh so yeah. So it kind of helped me, and it helped them at the time, because companies like that understood where the world was going, and I didn't at first. But like now, looking back, I'm like, oh shit, they had someone really smart in the room that knew that content was gonna be king. And if you could get, if you could outsource the talent or the content, you could repurpose and reuse it for whatever you want to at the time. You know what I mean? Right. And Monster was big back in the day. It was huge. And I didn't know. But when you thought about Monster, you thought about a certain lifestyle. Yeah. And so like they were creating their brand image based on content at the time. Like you you just thought about the people that were wearing Monster t-shirts. They probably had on DC sneakers. They probably had, you know what I mean? Like you just, it yeah. was this image. And, and so how'd you the, get, how did you get noticed by them? Was it through MySpace? MySpace. MySpace. And so they used to do this thing, excuse me, where they had, um, they would have brand reps. Like this was a position prior to like the boom of social media especially on college campuses at the time i lived in west lafayette home of purdue university right right so like those brand reps were everywhere on campus all the time they'd be riding around i remember the car was like a fucking honda civic hatchback but it had like a big fake monster can on it and stuff you know what i mean and they would be at the football games they'd be at the parties they'd be at the breakfast club they'd be at everything handing out these monsters and just kind of getting down with that and that was a cool thing to be back then was a brand rep for something and so they linked me up with the brand rep which his name was Samish he was an Indian dude he was funny as fuck too and we would later link up again to side note like he was friends we had mutual friends and didn't know it at the time but when we all linked back up it's like yo what the what are you doing here you know what I mean Uh, dope but yeah that, that was that it was it was a decent yeah. run. It was a fun time. Yeah, and then making money off music as well, because you know that's that's another little plug for you as well. Because yes, that's huge. At least so in my I jumped eye. into streaming early. Yeah, I knew streaming was gonna be the thing. So when Spotify hit the United States, I was one of the first artists pushing a Spotify link to people. Mm-hmm. So I was so early on Spotify that as a user not a musician or artist as a user i did a spotify beta <laughs> when wow. it first came and so i was able to keep a I, I still have my spotify premium membership based on that data uh, on that beta it's a lifetime thing i gotta just keep it right yeah and so like that's how long i have been into tech and streaming and stuff like that it's uh and so yeah i, I made decent money off of spotify um, and once the streaming thing took over, like I was just sending, I stopped printing CDs early. I was sending people to links. Yeah. And early on Spotify days, even if they listened to at least 12 seconds of the preview, like they didn't even have to have a, a, a Spotify account, then I would get credit for that stream. And it was like a half a cent, but then, you know, that shit will add up over time. Yeah. Total, I've probably made about 12 grand off streaming in about seven eight years nice and me and you both know i was lazy with the music like i didn't promote it like i should have you know what i mean yeah i think we're kind of a little too early for our times and where we where we wanted to envision everything at 
I was, and and one of my one of my my main takeaways with music, because so I still meet people or not meet people, but I see people I haven't seen in a long time, and they only know me as music guy. So they'll still ask me, and like my, the main answer I have for people is I knew that I wasn't really willing to do what it was gonna take to quote unquote make it because like it's just it didn't fit my personality, right? I'm not a big partier. And so at the time you had to be now I would have a better shot. But at the time you had to be on the scene places. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that wasn't that's never been my thing. You know what yeah. I mean? So you ever think about jumping back into that or uh yeah, I got some things in the works, but I ain't ready to talk about that yet. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I I'll share it with you another time. Definitely. I got something I need to send to you, but it's uh like a package situation and I want to make sure it's right. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yes. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Well, you want to give some you want to give the folks uh listening some context perhaps about your life and who you are really quick? Kind of like just the beginning, middle and to where we're at right now. Like who like, are you? Where are you from? Just so they can yeah. know you. Think about that is just you want to tell people who you are real quick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. How does that work? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, as my as my Instagram name kind of explains, I'm just a kid from Kentucky, man. Like, and and what's your Instagram name? Just a kid from KY. And the reason it is that is like that's that's kind of how I live, like. I was stupid enough to continue to believe all the things that we believed as a kid, right? Like, I believe these things are possible. So, like, I just want to be able to create fun stuff and live life the way that I want to live it. And there's something childlike about that. But yeah. at the end of the day, it kind of helps me stay grounded as well, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, if we, say we go, say I go off and do something fucking phenomenal, at the end of the day, I'm just a kid from Kentucky who had a vision who tried to see that vision through I may see that vision through I may not but I'm I'm still no greater or no worser than just being that kid right Um, I'm someone that's tried a lot of things failed a lot of things succeeded at a lot of things I've done more in my life than a lot of people and I've also achieved less in my life than a lot of people you know what I mean like on the same both sides of the fence it's you said something once that was pretty interesting to me you was like i'm everybody and i'm nobody at the same time yeah and at the time when you said it like i don't think we had a deep conversation about it because i needed to think about that more and i did and it's funny because like my partner now like she will hear stories about me and my past and things and be like and she's like well you've done so much and you've experienced so much and she didn't come from that background of exciting things or doing this and doing that and i always tell her like i'm just as interested in her as she is in me you know what i mean yeah when it comes to like the background and she thinks my life was this grand thing that i got to experience all these things and i did but like something about the simplicity of how her life was i'm very interested in that too so like to her i'm everybody Mm -hmm. i'm the biggest thing in the world but like to me i'm nobody (laughs) does that make sense like did i just go way too far down on that one but like no to me it makes i liked the question because i remember when you said that to me and i was like it's interesting and i thought about that shit for days and it's like yeah it's a I don't take myself too serious, you know what I mean? Um, right. I know who I am, and I'm, I'm happy about who I am. I'll never be happy about where I am, just because it's in my nature to want more. That's my that's the sports in me. <laughs> right. Says, you know, well, win again. Well, can you win again? Well, can and, you win again? <laughs> yeah. Does that tra- translate into girlfriends or women any chance? Um. Yeah, it does, <laughs> but... I only say that because I've always wanted to live the bachelor lifestyle because it was so hard for me to, I always feel like I was just born to this world every day and I see, and I come outside. I'm like, there's beautiful women everywhere. And I was like, what is all this? And that, how do you essentially like in our society, pick one and be like, okay. And go from there. You ever, what's your thoughts on something like that? 
something like that. It's uh, it's we all want to experience everything. So when you say you want to live the bachelor lifestyle, I fully understand what you mean. And at some point, there are happily married men that still have days that they fantasize about what that bachelor life would be like. Right. Yeah. But I treat it as like the video game as in like I can jump into Madden right now and I can kind of get an experience of what it's like to be an NFL player. But if I had to wake up tomorrow and actually go to practice and try to be like be an NFL player, I think I would leave and say, maybe that's not for me. You don't, you don't, does that make sense? Yeah. So like they see the fantasy of it. Um, Yeah, see, women, it, it's it's a, it's a tricky thing for me because I've been on both sides of that. I've been in a super long-term relationship. And then I also, after that, had some time that I was a bachelor mm-hmm. and to myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And both phases were necessary to create this version of me right now. Right. And who are you right now with uh, this this beautiful stable relationship that you have like what does that mean to you from your aspects of your whole life that you've lived up to this point every single day i wake up and it's confirmation so every single day i wake up and i look at i look at her and i look at our family i look at my children i'm like okay i am choosing this woman today again Mm -hmm. right because i've been alone only because i've been alone before do i now know that this feels better exactly so i was in a long-term relationship and i was alone and it's not even about it feeling better because i still love my alone time and that's one of the things that me and her have adjusted to i still love to do things absolutely on my own and at first that was kind of a strange thing for her right but now she's like you know no that's just that's how he is he wants to go by himself he wants to be by himself and it's it's not a deal breaker it's not a big deal no one makes a big deal of it and the fact that i get that freedom also confirms to me i am who i say i am and i am exactly who i told her that i am does that make sense yeah and so like to me every day is just confirmation that i'm doing it my way and it's working my way works for her and for me if we hit a point where it doesn't we're both okay with just walking away because I independently I'm I'm the stable one you said beautiful stable relationship yeah I'm the stable she's the beautiful stable as in I've been a hundred percent since we met exactly who I am right and what I expect and And what what I'm looking for yeah and so over what two years almost three years now I've proven to her who I am who I said I was when she first met me right but what about the in-depth relationship part of it what is it about the relationship just in totality of uh, having a relationship uh to me it's just you just want a you want a well I personally I just I like having a partner and having a partner to experience things with because sometimes you can experience things through your partner that you can't get back anymore right so i think i explained to you i took her she's she's never she had never seen the ocean prior to this year oh you did so like we we go to the ocean and i'm still thinking i've been plenty times before right so i'm thinking oh this is something cool we'll do it's that's great but what i wasn't expecting was like the joy I got from seeing her joy for the first time seeing the ocean. So it made my experience at the ocean way better than it would have been had I just went by myself. Because yeah, it has still been the ocean, but it's like, yes, the ocean, I've been here before. But like literally being able to see it through her happiness was different. And I was like, yo, this shit is dope, right? So, and, and being able to we can experience things different differently when you have a partner a partner that you trust a partner that you're open with a partner that you just want to see them win 
Yeah, you're right. And, and that's such a great thing to be able to give somebody that gift and that you can share it with them. Because if not, if she decided to go see that by herself, it just would have hit differently. It still would have been beautiful. But I yeah. think just being able to experience that with somebody else is uh, yeah. awe inspiring. And it's and it uh, just it yeah. made me appreciate things differently. Like it. Yeah. It, yeah. I thought I was giving her a gift or an experience. Right. But it turns out like she gave me one because I was just like, damn, it ain't that big a deal. It's the ocean. But she's like, no, this it is a big deal. Right. And it's like maybe I've taken I took the ocean for granted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fucking ocean, bro. Like this, this is who we are as people. We start to take these really great things for granted because we've done it or seen it or experienced it. And sometimes we need to see oh no that shit is dope every fucking time because every fucking day someone is seeing that ocean for the first time yep the ocean is no less dope we just get so far away from it that we forget and you can't remind yourself you need to see you need something else can bring you to that and for me like it was her experience and i was like that shit is dope but it had me thinking about shit back at home right that like I'm grateful that I get to see and have and do that maybe I didn't think about every day before that it made me complain less <laughs> <laughs> my life's pretty good bro like right. it made me say that to myself like what the fuck be wrong with me how, how, do, how do I be having bad days I don't have a boss I don't have a things that like are out of my control what the fuck is wrong with me right and if I was by myself I don't know if I would have got to those conclusions, you know what I'm saying, right? And so, like that for me, that's what that's what that means. It's 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 giving up something to to get stuff back, and you don't quite know what that's gonna be. And sometimes it's gonna be great, and sometimes there's a flip side, and it could be bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, but okay. that's the gamble of it. <laughs> yeah, sharing a human mind with your own mind. It's uh. It's kind of a beautiful it's a beautiful mess and when you can compromise on certain things or argue even even when you argue i'm sure you just learn something and you i think a relationship you see something from somebody else's perspective and then you just get to build on that and it's like you get to grow with a lifelong partner from there and i think that's the key word is the growth within that and 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 then we just like and then we call it love yeah it's just uh if i had advice for anyone Mm -hmm. it would be lead with your disabilities and lead with your insecurities right the things that you may not be good at in a relationship you got to be 100 percent honest about that from the beginning yeah that's hard and it's very difficult to do It's, it's just a difficult thing because you don't have to yeah shed your skin and you don't have to you know what i mean like you could just be sheltered and be like let's see where this will go it's a vulnerable thing to do right and you don't have to do it but i'm like the the benefit of that is so freeing there's so much freedom and like within the first three four days of me her hanging out she knew all the fucking shortcomings i had in my previous relationship i didn't take this and that that serious or she was just more mature than i was and these are things that I came to the conclusion of in that period where I was by myself, where I got to break myself down. Right. I was like, ah, maybe it is me. <laughs> maybe I am the angry one. Three different people in my life are telling me that I'm, I've got anger issues. Maybe I'm not a genius. Maybe I'm the problem here. Right. Right. And then you just go through all that. And so like, when I get to that next one, it's just like, why didn't your last relationships work I didn't give it the proper care right and it's just then it's out there yeah yeah, yeah. just be honest man that's it now when you say you dream about the or you dreamed about the fantasy the um sorry not fantasy the fantasy life (laughs) there's there's something in that shit too when you dreamed about the bachelor life is that something you still dream about now or do you do you want Oh, I know. Well, long-term I, relationship. I lived it for a while, and it was it was it was fun, and it was, and and every day I do 
I try to self-reflect on mind jamming with myself since I don't not I don't I'm single and I don't have a partner here to mind jam on those personal aspects. So I do it myself with an open eye and I'm like, well, where does this come from? Why am I why am I the way I am? And what what's my point of view on it? And so by doing my early lives as that example where I just went all for it, where this is this is who I am, this is what I like. You know, everyone's beautiful from there. And then I'm like, okay, using those examples, what did I feel out of love and all these things? And I like just critique myself. And so it, it's not a fantasy anymore. Um, I'm kind of to the point, honestly, it is 50-50. <laughs> so 50%, I, I, I'm, I'm still kind of stuck on this issue. And maybe you have a perspective on it. When I walk outside my door and I meet all these different people and see all these beautiful women, I'm still like awestruck by by them. And and I'm just like everyone has these different minds, different meticulous things that they do that's so unique and that draws me in. And I'm just like I literally I literally have love for everybody and I can't steer that away to as of now pinpoint that to one specific person and if one person does stand out then i'm, I'm kind of like i'm my heart is open and i think before it wasn't and what i've come to the conclusion as is like okay and i've i used to tell girls right off the front i'm like i'm gonna always be honest right off the bat i'm like this is what i'm looking for uh this is who i am and then let's go from there and usually the consensus is they try to change me after a while into their image be like okay that's who he is but uh, I think I'm the person to sway him this direction because uh, I've always told girls I'm like right off the bat I'm like hey I, I have a you know I'm scared of uh, commitment I have love issues and I'm scared of commitment and so I really don't know what I, where I want to take this so I kind of want to take it slow I'm kind of like what most girls say is like no I don't want to rush things because I'm scared of that and you know I you know trying to deep dive with myself like okay maybe it's like you know the way I grew up with parents and being adopted and having people close to me die and uh, I'm not sure what love is you know I you know I didn't get hugged as much as I thought I should have and li like little shit like that are, and you, then, are you afraid of your commitment or are you afraid of their commitment before it was my commitment now i'm scared of their commitment because uh, now i know who i am after the trial and errors of <laughs> being the yeah. living the bachelor lifestyle it's so, i can give i could give you a little advice on that specific aspect on the overall broad of what you just said I can't give you advice and nobody can because your scenario is so unique to you and that's everybody. Right. And right. I think one of the problems is we, we, maybe we look for ad advice in the wrong places. We, we don't need, I don't think we need advice for everything. Right. Yeah. Because everything, some things is just a you thing, you know, but as far as like the, um, their commitment thing now, you know what I mean? Um, here's what really helped me is the idea that if it does, I don't believe there is a she's the one, right? So people say that and they'll put that pressure on you to be like, well, how do you know she's the one? And I don't believe in a she and or he is the one. I love my partner that I am with. If it stops working, I will love someone else and she will love someone else. And if that doesn't work, like I don't like I don't want I don't like to think about anything as a forever thing. Right. I would love it to be forever. But I'm a realist. Right. Yeah. And so like me and her have had these conversations where at first it got really awkward. She's like, so you could live without me. And I was like, yes. <laughs> of course like and so could you if we don't work out you're gonna get with someone else and i'm gonna get with someone else and it's like why would you say that and i'm like 
Well, think about the person you were. You, she was married before. You were married and you had children with this man. You believed in this man. You were in love with this man. This man was your everything enough to make it official with marriage. And there's been like another dude in between that to me now. So either your love to that man was fake or this is just kind of the natural order of things. You know what I mean? Like maybe you outgrow these things and like maybe we need to be accepting of we're accepting of the beginning stages of everything. But no one likes to talk about what's going to happen at the end. (laughs) Yeah. And the end could be forever. It could be. But like it also could be. We were together for like 10 years and ended up having a kid together and it didn't quite work out. But like, I'm super glad that shit happened and it's on to the next one because maybe the next one will still is interested in giving me what I need that this person was no longer interested in giving me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the whole story is kind of like um, giving yourself permission to love again. And a lot of people say, no, this is my love and that's it. And then after that, it's hard to pick themselves back up. It, well, it hurts. And I don't want to sound like, I don't want to come off like I'm saying, oh, it doesn't hurt. You just move on. It does yeah. hurt. Yeah. But we got to embrace it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you, you, yeah, love is, you know, never ending. And, and, and what I say to myself, you know, there's all these, you know, seven, eight billion people in the world. I just don't know. There's somebody's out there definitely. And the, you know, there's probably like a several of them. Yeah, that it's just going to match the criteria that is just going to resonate with me. And I'd say to you, there's probably a million girls out there that could be with you forever. Oh, yeah, definitely. Time and circumstance, my friend, those things are major, major factors. (laughs) And I did have an ex-girlfriend back in Indiana who still has my heart today. And in my eyes, she set this the bar high for a lot of girls. And, and so I used to be like, no, I'm really picky. And now I've noticed it's not that I'm quite as I'm, I'm still picky in my own sense as in like I have criteria, but it's more of uh, what does the opposite sex have to offer me? I, I really feel like I'm wholeheartedly okay being alone. And I have been for years. It's just like, I'm, I'm ready to meet somebody that can amp- amplify what I'm looking for, or at least amplify the person I am and why I can do it for them as opposed to why I think most people get in relationships for is, Hey, I think I need, I need somebody to fill in this little spot for me as in like a 50, 50 relationship. And, uh, I developed the philosophy years ago of that. No, I have to be a hundred percent in my eyes to where I think I can provide supply and love wholeheartedly one person. And then it's like, I kind of want to ask the same for somebody else. That way we make 200%. And then from there, it's just going to bloom with growth and keep on going. But, yeah, but you don't like, have to love one person, though. You do know that, right? Oh, I do. And, I, and, and that's also the other half of my 50 to where, where I wake up every day. And I, I love I love people and, and all these gorgeous women, too. I'm like, fuck. And so, <laughs> and so that's why I'm, I'm in no rush. I love being alone. I get to do all the things I want to do. And, but it's like, sometimes then I'll miss the sexual aspect of it where it's just like the cuddling or the sex and the kisses. And then I'm like, okay, besides that, am I missing something else? And then it's like, okay, at least for me would be the stimulating growth of the mind. But then I get that through friends. I get that through podcasts. I get that through reading books. And then I also get that from, you know, the philosophy of going to work and where people watch. I understand. I understand all of that. Everywhere you're at is places I've went in my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like we've had this conversation on the phone in which I told you like, bro, you're right. Like you can feel all of that and you shouldn't feel bad about how you feel. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if it's a. I want to go out on a date with this girl because I'm sexually attracted to her. I want to have sex with her and get to know her. And then I got to know her and she's pretty dope. And we were having sex, but like I just didn't mean for anything else to happen. And I met this other girl. She was really dope. As long as there's no lies involved, I personally don't believe anything's being done wrong. It's just the natural order of things, right? Exactly. And so for myself, it's kind of odd because I've had to like reverse engineer myself because I lived for years thinking I knew exactly who I was. 
and it turns out I was pretending to be somebody that I wasn't or I was pretending to be this person I thought I wanted to be if that makes sense but it was just a fraud pretty much you know what I mean and so like I've had to reverse engineer how I feel about things and the fucked up part about it is I'm actually better at breakups than I am at relationships Mm. I don't have an ex that would tell you a bad word about me right because like the the relationships in my life that have ended have ended on real shit right and very different ways like my main one it was the whole it was my fault she should have never fucking stuck around for like 10 years on my dumb shit right but she did and then so like it took ultimately me being like yeah I'm, I don't think I'm gonna be who you want me to be now I know about the mistakes that I made but like thinking clearly today who you have in your mind that you want is not me and it not only is it not me it's not anybody I ever want to be so we have to end this right yeah and so like it was tricky with her we had to figure out the kid situation and then my next like real relationship she was younger than me but that didn't matter because like maturity level she was there it's just i wasn't in love with her i didn't look at her and think about a future and i realized that's what she's wanting Mm -hmm. so i'm wrong if i'm leading her in this direction for something that i don't actually believe is coming i didn't believe it I did have love for her. Don't get me wrong. But like, you know, when you know, and you know, when you're the dominant in a relationship and when the other person will just do anything for that thing to continue. Yeah. I had to end that. But to this day, I've been so real with these women that like, I always say I do breakups way better than I did those relationships me and the second one we haven't talked in about a year maybe two if she calls right now and needs something she knows she can call me right Mm -hmm. the other one that I had the kids with she's married now she just recently got married and I'm hoping that it's now transitioned into her husband is her go to Because up until very, very recently, I've still been the go-to problem solver. And it's not because of in love or anything like that. It's just the trust that she has in me that I got her forever is very strong. And she knows that. And the same with the other ex. So, like, we shared these. That love that we all had for each other that stuff still exists somewhere you know what i mean yeah. like you don't go it's it, but it's there and to act like like there's not that connection is weird so i tell my, you know the lady i'm with now when i talked about my ex and stuff i'm like no, no 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 it's just different mine and her connection is different it, i can't explain it we just connected and then me and her we just connected forever but it ain't like that and it ain't like mine and your connection because even if we don't make it i'm gonna tell the next one <laughs> don't don't talk me and her we just connected you know what i mean like you feel like you're in a relationship with two girls no no it's nothing like that it's it's uh it's nothing like that it's it's over enough that i can openly say that like me and girl x and girl y will have a forever connection it happens that way just most of the time it's taboo to actually say that shit out loud you know what i mean yeah no that's the truth it's the truth the truth will set you free i love it's telling the truth. Part of the it's bat. the fucking truth bro and it's like i i feel like i'm lying if i don't say that shit in front of my girl i feel like a fraud if we have a conversation about my ex and she if she were to ask like wait like you still like have a connection to her of course i'm gonna always have it is she good i'm not gonna check i'm not gonna call i'm not gonna tell you know what i mean but like there's always that connection and as people once we can acknowledge that it doesn't mean you love your current partner any less or anything stupid like that it just means that hey I feel everything. I feel every one of my emotions. 
I, I can navigate my heart, my spirit everywhere. I know where all these rooms are at. I've been to all of them. I'm choosing to be with this one with you right now. Every single day I choose that shit. But it's, it has to come from a place of honesty. Because if it doesn't, then that if you prove to not be honest or open, you can't open that door later. Right. Like we yeah. had an, me and my current girl, we had an issue with my last girl and a third party person telling her things, telling my new girl stuff that just wasn't true. This was early on, within months of being together. Bruh, I picked up the phone and called ex-girl on the phone with girl, new girl right there. Okay. And we hadn't talked in months. And I said, oh, you need to clear this shit up because I don't know where this is coming from. Right. But that set the bar right there. We're not going to act like the ex is a ghost. No, this bitch is accessible. <laughs> and everything I've told you about this shit is 100% authentic. And then she confirmed my authenticity to my new girl. So now moving forward, I don't ever have to explain shit twice because my girl knows I'm authentic. It's been tested over time. She sees this is who I am. If I were to just bring this shit on her now and I've never talked like this or you never were open about your previous relationship, she going to look at you crazy. Yeah, the fuck are you talking about? You got connection. You've never used that word. You know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. just why is my car keyed up right now? What the fuck? <laughs> like you got it's bro, honesty is key. Brutal fucking honesty. Be open. Talk about the things you're not supposed to talk about and talk about that shit first. I fucking agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that statement right there. Right off the bat, let them know. Who you are, yeah. what you're about, what are you looking for? And then if not, there's seven, eight billion people in the world. It's not you the move. end of the day, yo. It's not the end. It's not over. It's not. That's why you it's have to not. live your best life and just love who you are. And and that's Absolutely. what I'm I'm living right now. And life is great. Life is good. I have no complaints. Except for like where I'm at right now. It seems like all these girls just seem like they're either they're already pregnant or they have babies. They're looking for the white picket fence family or yeah. or something along those lines. And it was just like, huh. At least for me, it feels like I don't have it in. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I'm not ready for that at all. And you don't have to force that either. Like you don't have to once you're in a relationship, people say relationships are about compromise. And that's partially true, but like again i'm not a fucking genius or anything but i've just fucked up enough of these things to know right it's not that the relationship is about compromise it's about is the relationship good enough that you want to compromise right yeah and so like all the things that i get from her are enough to make me want to compromise on these couple little things that are stupid to me I'm not a big talker about the feelings. I don't like to have these kind of conversations over and over once I get the stuff out. Women like to talk. Then they like to talk again to confirm that it's the same. Then they like to have the conversation again to confirm that the confirmation was the same as you were. You know what I mean? I don't like to do that. That's too much. But if that eases her mind, is it worth it? Yeah. Even if it's to get her to shut the fuck up. That's a compromise. I know she's into this. She likes to talk about this shit. She likes to do this, that. She likes to us to do this. I don't like that shit. I'm doing it to. I'm doing that shit to just shut her the fuck up. Yeah, and I will say that to her. I'll say that shit to her too, bro. Yeah. And she's like, I know you don't want to do it. Of course not. I'm doing this fucking shit for you. That's right. But I've been so authentic to her. It's because you're worth it. And she she gets that reinforcement right even if it's in a dickhead way (laughs) she's like i fucking hate him but deep down she's like i know he's only doing this for me and that's because he's choosing to be with me every single day he chooses me and there's some kind of odd security in that you know what i mean (laughs) yep yeah and that feels good you know you can just you know, it's even more conversation for yourself, I'm sure, in your eyes. But like, all right, she gets it. And that feels good. Absolutely. So if you could craft 
the perfect not even just the perfect girl like looks wise but like this per- the perfect relationship where you can get x y and z out of it a hundred percent what would x y and z be like what do you think that would what what would you want that to look like well on some subtle notes i guess it would be just some key points where you know you have to be have be ambitious and have goals be a free thinker have essentially be single no kids and i don't even i'll be honest with you i don't even like girls who have pets sometimes because if you got a dog in your house i'm selfish i want all your attention i want to be like i want to be like hey let's go to the lake and then also they'll be like they're gonna bring the dog and i'm like well i had a plan in my head i don't say it out loud but i also wanted to go to this restaurant afterwards or do some other shit or go rent this airbnb and then sometimes the dog does deciding factor she's like oh i'm okay with the day trip let's drive back and i'm like hmm (laughs) yeah so it's little stuff like that but i kind of want i want i need a girl to be smart and beautiful on the inside and the outside and one of the big factors for me is uh being non-judgmental yeah and even little stuff even if they see a homeless person or even somebody wearing a different political hat they are i, I don't want to even hear no side talk outside your neck it's like to me it doesn't matter because no matter who gets elected about politics the world's going to keep going on it's like what are you doing for you to grow as a person and so i like to follow three rules of mind body and spirit and if you can take care of if somebody's taking care of all those three things in some form of element then i'm game to say okay let's go on a date i'd love to learn more about you what would you like them to do for you though like let's say they have all the qualities like is there anything specifically that like i want want to be able to have this you know yeah i want them to be as ambitious and adventurous and spontaneous as i am Mm -hmm. so because it's always fun to go traveling and to to mind jam about ideas or inventions with one other person you can do it for yourself but then sometimes if you hit that wall you let that wall hit you in the face Sometimes with a partner, I want somebody else to be like, there's no wall there. I just knocked it down for you. You ready? Let's go. And so it's just that feeling that positive energy of like the world is limitless. I want somebody to, I want us to give each other that power of reminding each other that we're limitless and anything's possible. Mm -hmm. What are you wanting to give your future or ideal partner? And it almost stems from what you gave yours in the mm-hmm. ocean view. Yes. Now, you know, I'm definitely not wealthy. I'm definitely, you know, not to where I want to be in life, but I'm willing to spend money on experiences. Yes. And I want to share those beautiful experiences with somebody else. Well, when they see it, it's just like, oh, wow, this is, I've never got to experience this before. This is beautiful. And then I just want to be like, anything's possible if we put our minds to this. So I want to give somebody this unconditional love that's just has always been there within themselves for them. But then also I want to show them how I give my love as well. Okay. It's a, it's, it seems when, when being asked the question of like, you know, what you want or what you, even what you, you bring to the table. The answer always seems to be long, but I believe it's necessary. You know what I mean? It's necessary to say out loud these things that are important to you. Oh, and yeah. put them out to the world. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just so much power and it's so much freedom in that shit. And it's like, I asked for exactly what I got. Yeah. Or I got what for exactly what I asked for. You know what I mean? And so. I believe for you it's the same thing and the good thing is like it's not like you're pressing to get a woman or anything like that you no, know what i mean like, like you're... that's why i don't put it out there honestly because i yeah. know what i can do it's just i'm not ready for it yet because i want to get to a certain level in my life to be like then i can be able to do that yeah. because then i want to be like hey we can take a trip every week hey we can do this and I want to I want to give somebody that freedom right when I first meet them and then we develop something and it's just uh, but I'm also having fun doing what I'm doing right now.
Yeah. Like I said, it's it's love is love is one of those things that people get really uptight about. And we and they paint it like a fairy tale. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like love is just like it's a horror movie. Is what it is. And like if you know, like if you think about that shit, like think about all your favorite horror movies. Things can go really, really, really bad. But usually at the end they have a romantic ending ending. And it's like, but you have to get through that shit. And but you know you're going to the movies to see a horror movie. You know you're about to see some fucked up shit. But you also have that faith that it's going to end the right way, though, right? Like, you know, Jimmy's not going to die. He's going to kill the guy, right? Like, you know what I mean? Right. And ultimately, they, they usually it works out that way. And that's what love is. We got to stop thinking of it as like this fucking Disney movie. And it's like, no, no, no. Get that ugly shit out there first. Like, set that expectation that, like, this is the truth. And then it's like, if we can both live with these truth and then like what you got on that side is worth me walking over there to get and what I got over here is worth you walking over here to get we're gonna meet somewhere in the middle when we're walking to get the things that we want you know what I mean Yeah. and so it's like it's you just gotta fucking do it you gotta you gotta be open and be honest or not do it cause it may be if it's the wrong time it's the wrong time that's why I love that you're not rushing nothing that shit's gonna come I'm a firm believer. It starts with yourself. And, you know, I'm still working on my own self-growth. And now it's more the on the financial and business aspect of life where I'm working on myself with full attention. And that is my next journey. And the next journey after that, then I would like to invite somebody in. Yeah. Because I'm still on my own personal journey. Real quick. Talk about what money means to you. Because when we say like, you know, we're working on ourselves financially and we're learning a lot about, I know what it means and you know what it means to me, but like, I don't want the wrong idea to get out there to people that might be listening that don't fully know us yet to think that like, oh, these guys are just about making money or they show tell them what the money symbolizes for you. Oh, well, that's, it's a slight complex question and uh, stop me if I stop, if I start ranting. Okay. But it's, um. I never liked money at all. And I, I, I felt like we've lived in a society that money ruled everything. And so for a lot of my formative years early on, I used to rebel against any system that was like, this is what you need to do to be part of today's society. You need to get a job. You need to go to school to get the better job. And why to get the better job? Well, you want to get the better money for that. And why? Well, because I think you want to support yourself and your family. And that was kind of like the structure of it all. And I just didn't like any of that. And part of the reason is like, you know, I was never close to family. So I didn't see myself really having the white picket fence. And then as I grew older, it was kind of like, oh, wow, I, I kind of need a roof over my head. And there's been several times in my life I've been homeless and I've lived shelters in the shelters and living in those experiences, even though I was a good guy and I feel like I was doing the right thing. It was it wasn't enough. Life looked at me and said, that's not enough for you to be to to be alive as a human being. And it was disgusting. And I hated that. And so and then I had this wake up period kind of relentlessly. It's like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll play the game now, the game of life, which is this money-making society. And so now it's like, okay, I have to get bills paid. I have to have a roof on my head. I need food and all these simple things. And then when you actually budget money out for yourself, it's like, holy fuck, this is a, it's a grip money. And then you just work backwards and like, well, how do I pay off this? What do I need to do? What hours do I need to work at? What wage? And then after you work for somebody else, you're kind of like, it's still not enough. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like, fuck that. And then after that, it's like you open your mind more and you have great conversations like we do have and challenge each other. It's like, what can we do for ourselves to get us to what we want in lives? And it ends up turns up being happy. And it sometimes and then it's, we realize it's not quite about the money, but the money actually it just comes in naturally when you f- don't fight against it. It's almost like yeah. finding your happiness of working for yourself and 
just truly doing what you really want to do in life, whatever that is, and then just figure out how to monetize that because then it's not work at all. And so now money means to me is, is doing what I love 24 seven. And now, and then it's a, then now I want to travel the world and all this other shit and those will pay for it since it's not free as a human right. And so it's just, it's a catch 22, but as long as you do what you love and fucking do it, it'll work out. I feel you, man. I feel you. Uh, for me, it's just freedom. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not just the freedom to do what I want to do or travel and, or buy the things that I want to buy. It's, it's the freedom that my children, if my daughter wants to be a teacher when she grows up, she doesn't ever have to ask herself, does this make enough money? Right. So like, to me, that's the freedom I'm looking for. It's like the freedom to live. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Though? It's wild. Money. The freedom to live. It's wild. And I would like to amass as much of the money as I can. So when they, when my children hit that point, they're not making life decisions based off of money. Like if my daughter's a teacher, it's because she loves teaching. She's fully aware that she's not going to make any money doing it, but she doesn't really need money like that. This is just what she loves to do. If my son, if my son wants to open up a sneaker store, I can fund that for him. If he says, I don't want to go to college. I just want to kind of start my store and do this, this and that. Okay. Um, it's an option now because daddy can fund it. I can give you a loan. You don't have to go to the bank. I can give you a loan. I can do, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's having that freedom that they can do whatever they want to do as well. Uh, that gets me so mad though. Honestly, maybe you can help me on this perspective and everybody else listening. Yeah. I'm so mad that being born and just be able to breathe with life is just not enough to live. Yeah. I think to me, it's, I under, I fully understand what you're saying. It's just like the, uh, it's the second, it's the newest form of Darwinism, I think. I think that's what money is, right? Because yeah. you got people that you have, we all have the same ideas and resources to to find a ways to get more money now. It's just separating those that do it and those that don't. Yeah, I just and, hate that. I hate that game. No, no it's, <laughs> well, it's a fucked up game. Like it's, it's not a, I understand why you hate it because it's kind of fucked up, but it's, I've, I used to fight that like you did. Now it's just like, okay, it's the game. And if I've, I do it for my children. So if I've got to sacrifice playing this fucked up game, I'm going to try to play this game the the best I can. Cause yeah. the better I play this fucked up game, they don't have to play. Yeah, I get it. It's just still fucked up. And even yeah. if I, if, when I have kids, it's just like, I just wish they could just be born and that was good enough. Yeah. And, and like, just, you know, and I'm just like, fuck. But I'm willing to, just like in your eyes, I'm willing to, you know, struggle and go through all these life forces. And I want to be rich. That is my only goal in life since I was 11 because I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be homeless because, especially if I have kids, it's so expensive to have kids and this whole marriage thing and to really do what you want. People get stuck in a job cycle and then they want to retire when they're 65. And it's like, yeah. no, I don't see why we get to enjoy the world at that later age and then travel and then buy those fancy cars. Or, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just yeah. cars. It's just, I think it's a given human right. But if that's the game we can't play, then okay, we'll take on the responsibility. And I'm the same. I'm willing to build up this foundation to, so I can pass it along. I, like I said, I, I fully fucking agree with you a hundred percent. And we're, I think we're pretty much at the same place with understanding, like, ah, this is the game. It's the game of life. We chose not to play, and it didn't really get us that far. So, like, now I'm to the point that I've got things I want to play for, so I play. Um, I just, I believe, I've seen money solve problems that government can't. Oh, yeah. So, um Which is crazy. It's in its own way, you know? It's just... When you've got the money, you don't need... The, you, you're less de you're less dependent on others and on the government. Like I said, I've seen money solve problems that the government can't. And for myself, like, yeah, I, I, actually, I think I'm, I'm gonna leave it right there for me because it's an interesting little segue into our episode later this week. Because you know, as we said, it's election day, and 
as this currently stands, we have no fucking idea which way it's going to go. And there's a lot of people out there that their fate is tied to what happens tonight and over the next day or so. You know what I mean? Yeah. In their minds. But if they had money, I don't think they would be as invested. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. Money's a tricky bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's a double-edged sword right there. But it's one of those things you... We're, we're in this earth. We're in this world. We have to do it. I agree. Any closing uh, words? No, I would say just find out what you love and figure out how to monetize that and, and just follow your heart. And that's it. Same for me, man. Also, if you, you know, feel so inclined, if you're listening to this and Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rate and a review. Um, stay subscribed. If you're not subscribed, subscribe to us. Stick with us on this journey, man. And we'd like to, we'd love to hear from you. We're on Instagram as well at Cloud Conversations Pod. I'm on Twitter at Just a Kid from KY. Instagram is the same, although my Instagram is locked. But hey, request me. Request me. I'll let you in. It ain't that interesting or fun. So you can come on in. Um, what about you? Where can they find you? No, I'm on Instagram at one, the letter one, Loriano one. I have a things with 11s. So I put it in bet- at the end of my name. Uh, yeah. Send a message. Let's mind jam. Send us some topics. If you want to hear something and us to deep dive into next time. And we'll, we'll go from there. All right. Cloud conversations and we are out. Audi. Peace.